Welcome back to the Hot Bread Honeys podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Michelle. And this is our book club episode that we have been hyping Yay. up. I am so excited for this. I'm excited too. It's maybe a little bit late to be talking about this particular book, but it just took us that long to read it. <laughs> um. So today we are going to be talking about Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Um, it has been trending and is kind of a big deal right now. Those of you that know the Twilight Saga, who doesn't know the Twilight Saga, if you don't. Everybody's heard of it, at least, yeah, I think. Yeah, you've at least heard of it. And I think it's kind of a love-hate relationship for a lot of people. You yeah. either really, really got into it and enjoyed it, or you hated it and thought it was terrible. Yeah. There's a lot of comparisons between Twilight and Harry Potter and the strength of the female characters and it's like you can't you can't even do that they're two completely entirely different. different genres and i actually did have down here for us to talk about the difference between not so much comparing the two series but the way they went about making the books into movies oh okay so yeah we'll get into that too yeah so we're gonna discuss the book today um so for a little background if you guys haven't read the book already you can maybe save this podcast go read it and then come back and listen to the podcast after you've read it yeah there will probably be spoiler alerts yes except that there can't be that many spoiler alerts because the the twilight book has been out for years right so So let's make that clear so midnight sun is not an it's not it's not a new story right it's just told from a different point of view yes it's the first book in the series from a different character's perspective so we will be talking about that today yeah i wanted to before we get into this too deep i want to go back and give just a little bit of history of my history with the twilight saga if that's okay because i got into it because of you and you were young. Yes, I was you very were young. young. You were too young for the series, and I was probably too old for the series. Yeah. But I had a friend ask me about it. This was, I mean, I don't, I, you know what, I'm really bad. I don't know what year. It's been like 15 years, hasn't it, since the books originally came out? I think oh that's my about gosh. right. Yeah. I think that's about right. Or maybe that's about when the movies came out. But anyway. That, it hasn't been 15 years since the movies. Since, uh, yeah, you're bet right, right now. <laughs> Okay, she's going to look that up. In the meantime, I had a friend ask me if I had read this book. And I'm like, no, I've never even heard of it. And she kind of gave me a little bit of background. She was like, well, it's a book about a love story between a vampire and a human, but it's a different approach and it's kind of interesting. And anyway, it was a little bit intriguing to me. Then I wind up working in a department with a couple of people that were really into the Twilight Saga. I mean, they were into it. And it was all about the Team Edward and Team Jacob and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, what is all the hype about this book? And so I actually, I borrowed, and and you know what? That was not all, okay? I also, so two of the women in my department were both, they had read it and they were up to date on whichever books had been released. I had two men in the department who were also reading the Twilight series because their wives were reading it and they wanted, they were, you know, trying to be really good husbands and so that their wives could talk to them about this book and whatever, but they were into it. So I'm like, okay, what is this all about? So I borrowed the Twilight book from a friend and I read that book and I was like, okay, this is really fascinating. And I will just say right off the bat, Stephanie Meyer paints 
the most intricate, detailed pictures for your brain as you're reading this book. I mean, it, it she puts you there. She, sometimes too much. Sometimes too much. Sometimes it gets really wordy, but, but it is so descriptive. And anyway, I was really fascinated with the book. My timing was really good because I went from the Twilight book to New Moon. And I finished New Moon. And about a week after New Moon... Um, the Eclipse book was being released. So I timed it really well and I didn't have to wait. Yeah. Some people were going absolutely nuts because they had been waiting for this third installment of this of this saga for such a long time. Well, with everybody in the department being so into it and everything, after Eclipse and we, we were talking about the next installment, we've, we heard that there was going to be a fourth book. And, you know, we were all speculating and what's it going to be like and what's the conflict going to be and who's going to die and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And we had all these fan fiction stories going on in our heads and it was just really, really fun. Um, and I'm not going to I, I, I'm not going to going to analyze the fourth book too much, to be honest. I was a besides little, the fact that it, it sucks. I was I was very disappointed. But um you know, and in the meantime, we heard there were going to be movies. And so everybody was so excited and so excited. And everybody was coming up with their own cast, cast. list of who it was. And so it was it was a really fun time. And I got into the website. I was on Stephanie Meyer's website a lot. And on her website, she had an excerpt from Midnight Sun. Because she had written the entire Twilight book from Edward's point of view. Because Twilight, if you haven't read it... It is written entirely from Bella's point of view. And so here was this excerpt from Edward's point of view, and it was fascinating. I loved reading that excerpt. Then there was a lot of drama with that, and like the transcript got stolen or, or something. I don't remember no. what all the drama was. I think... I don't, I don't know completely either, but what I heard was that original clip that she that she released on her website was what was leaked. So she was like, all right, well, it's already out. So here you go. Oh, maybe, maybe that was the case. But anyway, it got me really excited. And it's like, oh, I would really love to read this story from Edward's point of view. Yeah. So I was, I was very excited when Midnight Sun was coming out. And I remember, I know at one point, Stephanie Myers was quoted as saying um, she was kind of done with all those characters. She really never wanted to see him again. And I think that was after making five movies, and I don't really blame her a whole lot. Yeah, especially when those movies were just made fun of. Yeah, but and then in the book, you know, she actually gives credit to her fans, and she's like, it is only because of you guys persisting and, and begging and, you know, really looking forward to this and really asking me for this, so I did it. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's kind of my history with the whole saga. You were very young. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think I ever even read Breaking Dawn. I don't think you did either. I think I read the first three and then you were like, just, just pretend it ends there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I obviously saw all the movies and uh, that's a whole nother train wreck in and of itself. They're really fun to laugh at, I think. After the fact. The funny thing is, is that when they came out... We people were so enamored with them. I mean, it was they were cult favorites and Except I was not. I as soon as they released the cast, I was like, "Ugh." Okay, so the cast was a little hard for me to handle 
because it just, you know, when you read a book for the first time, you have these very distinct pictures and images of these characters in your head. And when they cast people and it doesn't match what you had in your head, it's kind of hard to take and it's kind of hard to get over. And to be really honest, the biggest problem that I had reading Midnight Sun was getting the movie cast out of my head yes. and trying to get back to my original imagination and how I pictured these characters. Yes. That was the hardest thing and I tried so hard. And and that's one of the reasons it took me a little bit longer to get through the book is because, okay, wait a minute, I've, I've got the wrong Edward. <laughs> I've yeah. got to repicture him. I've got to get this in my head. And so then I would get my character and, and try to move forward. But that was one of the hardest things for me was was picturing my my own cast yeah see and the only people that i really had a problem with were edward and bella and jacob isn't really in midnight sun so that wasn't really an issue but um it was edward and bella that i had most of an issue with and even Kristen stewart i think that the look was there yeah it was just her acting that Kind of ruined it for me. Except that, and I know we're not here to critique the movies. We're here to critique the new book. But it all they all work together. It all comes together. I think, though, the way I had Bella in my head after reading Twilight is exactly how Kristen Stewart portrayed her. That dead inside? Yes. Interesting. Yes, I hated Bella. I hated the character of Bella in the book. And so to me, it was like, oh, actually, she played her perfectly, which was a real growing point for me as I was reading Midnight Sun, because coming from Edward's point of view, I remember... It to- makes you hate Edward. Well, Almost. it didn't make me hate Edward. Yeah, right. But it, but it gave me a much greater appreciation for Bella. Right. Seeing her from Edward's eyes. And I'm like, oh, she's actually likable. Yeah. So I actually I actually started liking Bella in Midnight Sun and I never liked her in in Twilight. I just and and part of that is probably because it's coming from her point of view and so you hear all the thoughts in her head and it's like, "Oh my gosh, girl, you must hate yourself or something." Because yeah. she was just so down and depressed all the time and Edward didn't see that in her. He saw all the good. He saw what a kind person she was and how she was always thinking about other people and always trying to take care of other people. He saw all the really good things and it made Bella likable for me. So so I recast her in my head just a little bit because honestly, Kristen Stewart, all I can see is the downside of Bella. And so I had to recast her a little bit in my head yeah. so that I could just start fresh. Right. You know? And yeah. it, it made the book a lot more enjoyable for me. Yeah. So... Ultimately, I left Bella alone in my head as I was reading Midnight Sun. I left her as Kristen Stewart. Did you create a new Edward? Yeah, and it's someone that you put as somebody different, I think. Oh, really? Did you use Noah Centineo at all? No, I did not. Oh. I tried to use him as as Emmett. Right. But I was not that upset with with Emmett in the movie, how he was cast. And so I just left it alone because it was too hard. Yeah. Yeah, so Noah Centineo was my Edward. See, and I, yeah, and you and I have had this conversation because I see Noah as a little bulkier than I picture Edward, but you say he's not. I think he's more slender than you think. Yeah, could be. But also for me, like, I have a really hard time enjoying the book with Edward being skinny. Like, in my head, I don't yeah. like that because I would never go for a skinny guy. And you guy. know what, though, Corey? I don't see him as skinny. I see him built more like a volleyball player. 
Okay, but a male volleyball player. They're tall. Well, some of them are very thin, but just taller, but still muscly. Tim, would you say that he is thinner oh. than Noah Centineo? Yes. So what planet are you living I, I, on? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up a picture of Noah Centineo right now. <laughs> he yeah. Look, I have my Edward in my head. I'm good with it. Okay. Okay. I'm good but with I it. just want to prove a point. <laughs> Okay, give me a minute. He doesn't have many full-body photos. So, in this book, though, Corey... Yes? Do you feel like Edward's perception of Bella was more accurate than her own? Um... Sorry, say that again. Well, do you think... Because everybody has interesting perceptions of themselves. We don't see ourselves as other people see us. Yeah. And... I personally think that Edward's perception of Bella was probably more accurate than her own perception of herself. Yes. That was, that was the thing that kind of struck me the most and was, I I enjoyed that part of the book a lot. Yes. But did you catch at the beginning of the book when he first sees Bella, he's like, ah, she's average. Yes. Until he smelled her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But isn't, okay, so that's a great analogy for life, though, and the people that you fall in love with. Because you don't fall in love with how they look. Not always. I mean, you can be attracted to them. Right. But that's not what draws you to them in the end. Right. It's so much more than that. And then when you get to know the rest of them, they become that much more attractive to you. Right. So. Yeah. So what did you think overall? What did you, what was your take on this book? Would you keep it in your library? Would you ever read it again? I mean, I'm not getting rid of it. Okay. I don't know if I would ever read it again, but that goes for all of the books. I don't know if I would ever read all of them again because Breaking Dawn kind of put a very sour taste in my mouth. And I also think for me, the I there are so many other series and books that have come out since that trumpet for me. So... I don't know. I'm not much of a book rereader. I think the hard, the hardest thing for me is the movies pretty much ruined the story for me. Yeah, um, and it the, cheapened it. And yeah, and the movies were so um, memorable for good or for bad. They yeah. were so memorable that it's hard to get those out of your head. Yeah. I mean, you and I, we kind of talked, and again, this is not a comparison or anything, but like Harry Potter, those movies, for whatever reason, it's about how I had it in my head as I'm reading the story. And in some respects, it was like, oh, okay, oh, that helps my imagery a little bit, you know, with that particular scene. Right. This one, the, the movies, I just don't think the movies did the books any favors. I think the books are definitely far superior to the movies. And the movies just felt low budget. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah, I do know what you mean. And I don't know. I, don't, they I have turned no idea it, if they were. But. Without even trying, they turned them into a comedy. But that's another story for another day. Which, which may have been why Stephanie Meyer was so done. done with them. Yeah. Which I think is really sad, you guys. Because if you know the, the origin... Of the book and how it started with her. And you can find all of those stories on her website. But it is fascinating how that story came to her in the first place. 
and how exciting for her to be writing the story and then how exciting for those books to just fly off the shelf and become as popular as they were and but then to you know the movies yeah yeah don't don't see if if you're a book lover this is one of those times where i would say don't see the movie yeah and something else as far as would i would i read it again slash keep it in my library yeah i'd probably have my kids read it but looking back at the plot now like there are some problematic things that i just kind of like grazed over when we read them originally like the fact that Bella's just like chill with somebody stalking her and crawling mm-hmm. into her bedroom watching her sleep right oh there's a lot of questionable things like that <laughs> you know so and we didn't even like think about that back then I don't know if, uh, like wh- do you remember reading that and being like that's a little weird you know what I, I I and maybe maybe I didn't dwell on it too much I'm wondering I would need to go I if I'd had more time, I would have reread Twilight again yeah. after reading Midnight Sun just to see how they compare. But you're reading it from Bella's point of view. So maybe it was skimmed over a little bit more. Because the whole time through Midnight Sun, Edward's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is so wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't yeah. be doing this. Well, and so for half the time, Bella doesn't even know that it's happening from her point of view. She doesn't even know what's happening. Yeah. And so you, it doesn't, it's not, it's not talked about as much, but I agree. There's some things that you got to be careful with the age that is reading it. I mean, there's a certain age that they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand it. And big deal. I remember talking to one of your teachers in elementary and I was just picking up a conversation. We were talking about books and whatever. And I asked her if she'd read it and, and she thought that I was talking about it for you to read. And she was like, that is not appropriate for her age. And I'm like, no, I'm not talking about her because you didn't read it right then. No, I waited a couple years, I think. Well, and even when you did let me read it, I don't, you cut, you paper clipped a chapter. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And it was the chapter where James attacks Bella. Yeah. And I don't remember why. Because there's a lot of blood. (laughs) There's a lot of blood. And I just think about that now, and that's just kind of funny. But another thing that bothers me about this storyline, and even in Midnight Sun, is Bella's lack of questioning. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Edward's just like, you think you can outrun me? You think you can fight me off? And she's like, I'm chill with it. (laughs) I just think the whole time, you know, she's willing to give up her life. Literally. And And die for somebody that she does not even know. Yeah. But, you know, that's... And I know that... It's a fantasy world. I know that it's a fantasy novel, but, like, if you're going to write a fantasy novel, like, make some realistic parts of it. You know, like, have her be like, you really going to sit here and try to tell me that you're a vampire? Vampires don't exist, sir. Like, can you please, like... Right, Stop but she being was crazy. so accepting of it She's all. just like, okay. <laughs> the one thing that bothered me a little bit about this book being from Edward's point of view, and it, had I read this first before I had read Twilight, it would be really interesting to see what my opinion of Edward really was because I got really tired of all of his self-loathing. Yes. I'm a monster. I'm horrible. You need to stay away from me. I'm a monster. I'm horrible. You need to stay away from me. Yes. It was over and over again. I'm like, just stop already. And I don't remember feeling that way when I read Twilight. No, I remember because... feeling that way in New Moon because it was literally like, dude, you're just being stupid yeah. leaving Bella right now. 
and it's been a lot of years since I've read New Moon. So I mean, I made it through it, and I don't, I didn't hate New Moon as much as a lot of other people. Hated I hated New Moon. Everything about that book. I didn't. It was, I mean, and it was, it but was a you necessary were, segue, but. You were always Team Jacob. So that's why you didn't hate New Moon. Yeah, that's probably true. But for me, it was, whether you're Team Edward or Team Jacob, whatever, the fact is that all throughout New Moon, she was using Jacob as a means to, like, try to, to feel to something Edward. about Edward. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's all kind of a moot point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was one thing I, I wanted to, um, I, one thing I loved about this book is all of the insight that it gave you into the Cullen family. Oh, I have that written down too. And I want to talk they, about that. how they operate. Yeah. And the conversations between Edward and Alice were yeah. so fascinating because. And how they can have full blown out loud conversations with each other without moving like the human eye would never know like it looks like they're just sitting there in silence yeah and they're having just like a normal day basically basically because they're just moving that fast right well and not even an out loud conversation when it's yes between and also alice mentally and, and edward because edward can read her mind and alice can see the decisions that he's made because she can see the future and then she'll you know think something like no edward you can't do that and he'll be like don't tell me what I can't do, you know? And so they just, they have these deep conversations. So that part of it was really fascinating. And and being inside Edward's head and, and how he can never turn that off. You know, everywhere he goes, it's just basically noisy for him because he can't turn it off. He he hears people's thoughts constantly. and how Which has to be maddening. Well, and they, they allude a couple of times about how when they knew that Edward was coming home, they would all take off. They would leave. You know, they, they would go out and go hunting and Esme would be like, oh, sh- he's here. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go, you know, visit Carlisle at the hospital or whatever. I don't know. To give him silence. Did you catch that yeah. a couple of times? Because they knew how frustrating it was for him and he needed to be alone with his own thoughts. And so they would leave him so yeah. that he could, he could be quiet and have the stillness. And he mentions at the beginning of the book... That he can sometimes tune them out, but they're always there. Yeah. So. Well, and especially if he's got something that he's focusing on. And that happened a lot towards the end of the book where he was so focused on other things that the typical chatter didn't bother him, bother him so much because he was so focused. Right. Yeah. But I, I loved hearing the conversations and getting more of an insight and more detail about the personalities of the Cullens. Yeah. Because you don't get that in any of the others from Bella's point of view, because like specifically Rosalie, she just avoids Bella. And I mean, they're just such a small part in the other books. Yeah. So I liked getting that detail about them. And if Stephanie and they're Meyer, always they were always my favorite part. And yeah. I wished that there was more of them. Oh, there could be whole novels on each one of them. Yeah. Frankly, there could be a whole novel on on Rosalie and one on Emmett and one on Alice. Alice's would be fast. Jasper's would be fascinating. They all would be. He was a Confederate soldier. Mm-hmm. Jasper. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that nobody talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we just kind of brush over it. <laughs> well, 
when you say that nobody talks about that, you mean people in the book? No. Or, or people? People, like, like fans. Yeah. yeah, you'd think that the book would get canceled because of that. Maybe it's because it's such a small part, part. of it. And he's dead now anyway. So <laughs> Jasper? Jasper. <laughs> How is he dead? He's a living dead. He's oh, a vampire. He's like, he's dead. Too many Christmas. <laughs> Why are we talking about these people like they're real? I don't know. Why are we? Oh, man. <laughs> I will say this. I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to be super critical of the book. I love the way Stephanie Meyer writes. I really do. Yeah. But in the beginning or not in the beginning, excuse me, in the middle of this book, it got really long. That book. Really, really long. A different author writing that same book could have written it in a hundred (laughs) pages. At least half. At least half. The book is 658 pages. Yeah. And they're. It's small print, and there's a lot of words on every page. <laughs> it took me a long time to get through that book. And I was, I mean, I was spending a lot of time trying to get through it, but I I didn't want to skim it. I really wanted to, I wanted to read everything and soak it all in. And the last hundred pages moved at a really good pace for me. Things were just, things were moving, things were happening Things were good. We we're going to wrap everything up. Yeah. But the middle got a little long. Yeah. It's one of those books where it's like right as you get into it and you're like going at a good pace and it's like in normal books, yeah. that's when you would just like plow through the rest of it because you're like so enamored with it. This book, you like hit a wall yeah. in the middle yeah, instead. And it's so hard to finish because the meadow scene takes 500 pages of the whole book. <laughs> 500 of those 658 pages are the meadow scene. It felt like it. Yeah. You counted at one point. I it did. was like I 150. Was, I thought, it, well, yes, I apparently I was exaggerating a little bit too. It's 40. 40 pages. Still. 40 for one pages. scene. Yeah, for one scene. Yeah. That only took, you know, a few hours. But. Yeah. But. Um, so tell us about your cast. You want to know my cast? Yes. Didn't you write them down? I actually didn't know, I did, but I but I have them right here on my phone. Oh, do you do? I do. Okay, so I know that you're. We know your Edward was Ian Summerholder, which I think is weird. He has the look exactly for me. He, which but, is ironic because he played a vampire elsewhere. Yes, which I never watched. No, I didn't. I, I couldn't get into it. it. So, um, yeah, you, obviously he'd have to have some contacts because he has those crystal blue eyes. Right. But as far as like the shape of his face and his hair and his, his kind of serious looks that he gives. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my new Edward to try to get. Did you change Bella? Yes. Um, I went to, um, Emma Watson. Oh. Yes. Because I thought she Mm. was, she was studious enough and um i mean she can play the brain she can play the she's beautiful and at the same time is she that striking you know it's kind of both it can be both i can picture her with no makeup i can picture her absolutely gorgeous and i can picture just the voice and everything i wanted i wanted a bella that looked like normal normal and and how edward pictured her yeah and so he was, or sorry, she was, she was my, my Bella. It's interesting that you described her as studious and smart, because when I think about Bella, I think of dumb as a box of rocks. Right. But she's not. 
Yeah. She's a straight A student. She's in super New Moon. Smart. In New Moon. In she New Moon, is she was dumb, dumb as a box of rocks. She was dumb. You're right. We're not talking about New Moon, but ugh. we're not. And then your you changed your Carlisle. I changed my Carlisle to be Mark McSteamy. Yes, from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> that was my Carlisle. Yes, it was. Did you change anybody else? I changed Charlie. And Charlie wasn't necessarily that bad, but I I did change my Charlie to Scott Peterson. Ooh. Ooh. That's Luke from Gilmore Girls, if you were wondering. Yes. Oh, yes. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Great choice. Excellent. Excellent casting. And even though Jacob was such a minor role in this, I think you need to tell everybody who your Jacob is because it is light years better yes. than Taylor Lautner. And I decided that Taylor Lautner can still play young Jacob. Okay. But, you know, they, they talk about how over six months, how much he changed from a boy to a man. When which, in the movies, all they did was cut his hair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But they talk about how he grew and all of a sudden he was taller. All of a sudden he was buffer. All of a sudden he was. So my Jacob is Stephen Strait, who played War and Peace in Sky High. Excellent. Yes. And yes. Just so you know, he has been my Jacob since, since long before the movie. Since the first time I ever read the book, that was my that was my Jacob. Perfection. Yes. You don't get better than that. No. Casting excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So Is, that was my cast. I love that. That's all I changed. Everybody else yeah. stayed the same. See, and the only one that well, I I left Bella. Yeah, I guess the only one that I changed was Edward because. Robert, his name is Robert Pattinson, right? All of a sudden I was like, what is his name? (laughs) He was the only one that really pissed me off. (laughs) And it's not like Robert Pattinson is not a good looking guy. He does not do pale well. No. At all. No. And he just needs some braces. (laughs) Or like, you know, something. Yeah. That's it. I had a hard time coming around to him when, when they first announced the actual cast I was like, oh, well, he was really cute as Cedric Diggory. Exactly. <laughs> but, and here's the thing. People loved Cedric Diggory. Like, yeah. they had a thing for Cedric yes, Diggory. I wasn't one of those people, but, like, I can see it yeah. in Harry Potter. And then, oh, my gosh, but, but you that, put some white-ass makeup on him. Cedric and it's Diggory like, Whoa. did not transfer to Edward Cullen. Yes. I just, I couldn't see that uh, because he didn't match what I had in my head. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a hard one. And Carlisle was a little hard for me, too. And I think it, again, was the pasty didn't look good on him, I don't think. So. I think he's nice looking. So. <laughs> and I liked. Yeah, I don't know. I liked Carlisle. So the only thing you changed was, was Noah. Edward. Yeah. Edward. And I okay. changed him to Noah Centineo. Okay. So. Okay. And, and that you, was hard. I don't think really I was. Hard. I don't think I was completely successful. Which I, I'm sorry, but it affects how you read the book. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. So. So, out of 10 rating, what would you give this book? You answer first. I think I would give it a seven. Okay, that's about where I was going to place it too. But that kind of surprises me though, because I don't think you liked it as much as I was able to enjoy it. Um, I don't think that's fair. I read a lot of books. So this is not my top top, but it's not like I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. 
I enjoyed it. I maybe I'd even give it a seven point five. Yeah. I I if it was not as lengthy, it maybe would have been higher. For it me. might have been higher. Yeah, for I me agree. because I really do honestly enjoy the way Stephanie Meyer writes. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. And and I do, you know, it was kind of fun for me to read this again and try to get back into those characters yeah. that I really enjoyed for a time period, except for book four. So, oh but for gosh. the first three books and yeah. then book four, and I just tried really, really hard to just erase that from my memory and go back to my own little fan fiction that I had in my head of how it was all going to play out. Yeah. We could do so. a whole nother podcast episode saying how the Twilight series should have ended. Yes, we instead could. Of, <laughs> instead of Breaking Dawn. That would be really fun. That would yeah. be really fun. But but overall, I did really enjoy it. And I thoroughly loved seeing the Cullens' perspective. The baseball scene is always so really epic. Really fun, yeah. Even in the movies, that scene was really cool. Yeah, it was. And um, that, that's something interesting. It was when I was reading Midnight Sun that I realized the reason they have to play baseball during a thunderstorm is not to try and... I, oh... She I, was young when she read the book. I thought and it didn't it, it didn't click. It didn't click. I thought that the game was for Alice to predict when the thunder was going to strike and then match with the thunder. I thought that yeah. was the game. Yeah. But instead they just have to play during a thunderstorm so that nobody questions the sounds. Right. And how loud it is. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> that was fun for me to learn. <laughs> Can I share with you my favorite line from the whole entire Please book? Please do. And I have to tell you, I'm reading this and I laughed out loud. Really? This, yes, I laughed out loud. It's on page 163 for anybody that cares. And it's when Edward is being a creeper and he is in, <laughs> he is in Bella's room and watching her sleep and she's talking in her sleep. If you guys remember all of that, she always talked in her sleep and she's sighing in her sleep and he leans back to listen to her and she sighs again. And then um, he says, I did not fear that she had woken. Her voice was just a low, wistful murmur. Edmund. (sighs) Edmund. I thought again of where she'd quit reading just as Edmund Bertram had been named for the first try- for the first time. She'd been reading some Jane Austen. Oh. Okay. So he realizes she's not dreaming of him. She's dreaming of a character that she had been reading. And he says, here's the paragraph. He says, ha, she wasn't dreaming of me at all, I realized blackly. The self-loathing returned in force. She was dreaming of fictional characters. Perhaps that had always been the case. And all along, her dreams had been filled with Hugh Grant in a cravat. (laughs) So much for my conceit. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. That's the best line in the whole book. I remember that. Hugh Grant in a cravat. I also did like the scene, too, where... um, I, I think it's Bella talking about her mom. Um... When Edward is asking her Edward about, is asking yeah. her and trying to get a, a feel for what her mom was like. And, and Bella talks about how 
they sing along to the radio as loud as they can in the car. And you know what I've, I've discovered over the years, a lot of people have copied this from you and I, Corey. I love this in movies when they show a mother daughter relationship and they're always in the car and they're, they're banging out to some, you know, whatever music they're listening to. But we to. were the originals. But we were the originals and we've done it since you were born. born. We rocked out to the Wiggles. Yep. We rocked out to Barney, Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales. And then, you know, the music changed a little bit over the years. And we still, you and I, yeah. when we are driving down the freeway, you guys, we will be singing at the top of our yes. lungs. So this is nothing new. We invented it. We so. harmonize. We do. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll say, you go high, I'll go low. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that brings up a good point with this book. And I'm sure we did get some of it in Twilight. The, the original book, but it has been like a million years since I read it. For so long, it's just been the movies in my brain. And I appreciated how Midnight Sun gave Bella a personality again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the movies did not no. give Bella no, a personality was, at all. flatlined. Yes. Yeah. So I appreciated them talking about her music tastes and her singing with her mom and her book tastes and like when they are getting to know each other and Edward, like they're playing their game of asking each other questions, you know, how she really does have a personality. And I, I did appreciate that and it made her more tolerable for mm-hmm. me to, and I think that's kind of the overarching theme of Midnight Sun is it made Bella tolerable. <laughs> well, and see, I, I would say even more than tolerable. I, I broke down that it makes her likable. Yeah. She is likable. Seeing her from Edward's perspective, I liked that Bella. I liked Bella in Midnight Sun. Yeah. And so it kind of, everything kind of came full circle. It's like, all right, I can like all of the characters now. Yeah. So. For me, after reading this book, I did really enjoy it. I think that I would enjoy reading New Moon from Edward's point of view even more. From Edward's point of view, but he was never there. Well, I guess I mean, correct. That's why I want it from his like, point of view. Like, what was he doing during yes. that time? Yes, yeah. Because they never talk about it. They don't talk about where they went. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then I thought I would like to hear something from Jacob's point of view, but I think it would be really sad. Yeah, because I was. But team, it end- I was Team Jacob. But if you like do follow Breaking Dawn, it no. ends up a- no. Okay, not in my world. All right, no. Nope. Okay. That's too weird. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Too weird. It is. I think that would be an interesting book, though, because I have questions. If we are following Breaking Dawn, I have questions about how that works. Yeah. Because. I thought we Googled (sighs) it all. And it didn't give me answers. Oh. At what point does a werewolf. My question is. Would. Ed, would Jacob and Renesmee die at the same time? around, Like, very close to the same time. Mm. And the answer was, I think, I think we figured yes. out that yes. Yeah. But I would love to read a book on that because that's... Maybe not. I do want a book... <laughs> I do want a book on the wolf pack. I think that... See, and that's another... That's another... Um, break off book that you could have the history of that wolf pack. I want to learn more about Emily and Leah and Seth and everybody. Yeah. And how they stopped. I mean, the, the, the tribe stopped turning into werewolves. Yep. For a period of time. And then the Collins came came around and it started all up again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I would love 
to see that. Well, overall, I enjoyed the book. I did and too. I am very appreciative of Stephanie Meyer for finally Coming writing this book. Because um, it, it was worth it. So would you read it again? Uh, yeah. Yeah, eventually. I don't... I... I don't very often reread books. That's where I'm at. That's um, a hard question to answer. It is a hard question. There are a lot of books that I would never, ever part with because I love them so much. Right. Um, but I am not at the point in my life where I have that much time that I can actually reread. I'm always, you know, looking for new and interesting things. But, you know, if I had nothing but time, yes, I would reread it. I would read it faster than I did the first time. Because there, and there would be parts that I would, okay, they're in the meadow. I'm going to skip over this because I don't need to spend, you know, six hours of my life trying to make it through these pages. Right. And, and so, but yeah, I would, but you know what I, you know how I would do it next time though? I would reread Twilight first and then I would reread Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun. Or I might even go a chapter here, a chapter there, and and do them both. That would be interesting to see. Do they match up perfectly? Right. I don't know. So maybe that's why it took her so long. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. But it would also be fascinating, you know, like fact-checking or something. Did the conversation go the same way in Twilight as it did in Midnight Sun? Or did she change some things up? Yes. And I think that she did match it up perfectly. But some of it... I do not remember from Twilight. Like, this, the scene where Bella actually finds out that Edward is a vampire, I have no recollection of it yeah. in Twilight. I have, it's because it does not happen the same way in the movies. No, it doesn't. And fortunately, I haven't seen the movies for a while. I mean, I know you were re-watching them a little while ago, and yeah. I saw bits and pieces, but I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to rewatch these because I'm trying so hard to get these characters out of my head so that I can have my own. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I think I'm going to I'm gonna print out my little pictures of my cast, and I'm going to tape them in the front of the book. That's not a bad idea, actually, for everyone in I the know, future. Right? Like, your grandchildren yeah. reading Midnight Sun. Don't worry about anybody else. These are your cast members. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry. They're perfect. Yes. <laughs> I've insured this. And the fun thing is, is that on McSteamy, of course, I found a picture of him in a doctor's coat. Just like Carlisle. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's perfect. I just, I don't know. McSteamy doesn't work for me in Carlisle's position. I'm sorry. I don't know. He worked for me. I, if he's my Carlisle, I want to be Esme. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about with the book? Nothing that I had written down. Good. I think it's worth taking a, a stroll through. People. I Yeah, so. I think it's worth reading. Especially if you liked the Twilight books originally. Oh, yeah. And you absolutely. were like, nah, I've moved past it. I think it was fun. Yeah, it was a fun read. It was. So. It was a fun read. Thank you, Stephanie Meyer. If you guys have a suggestion for our next book club, book, we are very open to it. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Yeah. If you think there's a book that we would like... You can shoot us an email. The email is always in our show notes. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I think we will for sure be doing another book club episode. Yeah. We have the same taste, so I think that would be easy. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know your thoughts about the Midnight Sun book. Shoot us an email. Uh, Give us your cast. Yeah. I want to know people's casts. That would be epic. (laughs) All right. We will talk to you guys next month. Thanks for joining us. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.